Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from July the 30th, 1988, and this is the Happy Thanksgiving episode, so happy Thanksgiving to you and yours out there celebrating it. This show is actually dropping two days early on Tuesday instead of Thursday, that's right, two days early, and that's because we hope you listen to the show, and especially listen to well we hope you listen to the show before thanksgiving but especially hope you listen to the annual thanksgiving segment we recorded a few years ago that doc just off the cuff came up with and it was great the segment gives you explicit instructions on how to give thanks at your family's thanksgiving lunch dinner supper or whatever meal floats your boat i'm sitting here with doc and not hard body hopper hopper is um he had a conflict in his schedule with work so we just had to do this, and unfortunately, um, we couldn't do it on another night, so I'm sitting here with Doc, but we're going to have a lot of fun in another fun episode of Saturday Night. Doc, how are you? You ready for Thanksgiving, Go- man? Happy Thanksgiving Go- to you and Mrs. Doc. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. I'm with you, bro. I've been out lately, man. I had to, I had to sick lance on the people, which I'm internally apologetic for, because yeah, I did make him go sit at the kids' table during the Arn Anderson shit. That was funny. Tell that me made me laugh. It. Huh? <laughs> Tell me about it. That was fun. Yeah, like our grown folks are talking over here. Yeah, so uh it's it's about to be Thanksgiving. Um we're gonna have a good one over here at the mansion. Um we're hosting and uh gonna watch the uh, Cowboys roll up on uh on the Bills, get that seventh win on our way to eight. Okay. So you got big plans? You got big you got big plans? Are y'all gonna fry up some spam over there or maybe uh have some chitlins or something? I don't know. You said what y'all do y'all do? Get, y'all gonna get win number eight? Uh seven. Seven. Okay. Well what happened to this? And here's the thing, guys. I was gonna say Cowboys sixteen and oh in Super Bowl, but Mike said I couldn't do it, so then I went with the oh well they'll go eight and eight. Bullshit, pal. We're going sixteen and oh, Super Bowl, suck it. Just a weekly reminder to say you're not going 16 and 0. Go ahead. What were you about Speak to ask? Well, me? no, nothing. I don't care what you're doing at your house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> let me let me give everybody. You know, a couple of years ago, I gave them the Thanksgiving path to greatness that we're going to play later in the show. Tonight, I'm going to give everybody another, yeah, yeah, another Thanksgiving gift. And when I tell you I'm bringing something to Thanksgiving, I don't disappoint, pal. Here it is. 
So a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> Harper modulated his voice now, didn't he? Well, he didn't do it. Skype did it. I'm not well, sure how, he's the whistle. Yes. We know he's the whistleblower. He's Mr. Quid Pro Quo. He's uh, Deep State Harper, <laughs> which is pretty funny if you think about it. Um, so anyway, I you know I was taking a little sabbatical from the show with some some work stuff I needed to get done. So my contribution to the show during my absence was this. I went through listening to that goal that Harper threw down in his whistleblower voice, sent Mike a list of about 12 timestamps for him to pull so that we can listen to whistleblower Harper in the future say all kinds of great shit in whistleblower voice. So I've got one of him saying spam slam in the proper voice, but it's whistleblower that I sent over it we can hear. Uh, and uh, there's one that I've gone back and listened to about eight times in that episode where he goes, thoughts and prayers, dog. <laughs> so anyway, when when Mike gets a free moment from all of his shoot job activity, he's going to pull those out and we're going to have all kinds of Harper gold so that when he's not here, he's still here. Yeah, it's going to take me a long time to pull all those, just so you know. Um, well, uh, the reason I well, but now I told the people, so you have to do it, right? Uh, we'll see about that, man. You, oh, okay. Hey, man, here's the thing: everybody in this world, in wrestling, and social media, everywhere you go, everybody takes themselves way too seriously. Everybody has worked themselves into a shoot. This is the hour to hour and a half every week where nobody's worked themselves into a shoot. If you're upset about something, that means it's your fault. You worked yourself into a shoe. We're just here to live, laugh, and love. That's right. This this week it's gobble gobble style, but whatever. Bruh, you know what we're here for? Uh titties. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. We're here for this. Be blessed and be a blessing. Hey. That's it. Budrow, I, I couldn't I couldn't Budrow was now. a prophet. I, he was. Now I gotta tell you something here. I watched this particular episode of wrestling so long ago. It might have actually been in 1988 when I watched it. So I do have notes. Uh, but, man, the shoot jobs have us down this year. I think our shoot jobs all found out that we're having too much fun doing BTT. And they're trying to end us because now Harper's not here. Your, your shoot job activities had you down today. I had to miss a couple of weeks. It's just the man is trying to stop us. The shoot job, man, life has us busy too. It sure um, does. It feels like the shoot job hired like a whole army of little young bucks to come mess with us or something. Something like that. Uh, real quick, Doc, do you have any Docaholic spotlights? Oh, yeah, I forgot I was supposed to do that. Uh, here's the thing. No. Because week after week, we tell y'all that would be a good question to send to Corny's drive-thru. And y'all ain't been doing that. So, no. Okay. They, hey, they're getting the show two days early. What else do you want? Oh, all right, all right, all right. No need to cut promo on the wonderful listeners we have. It's, it's cool. I just want to show them the right way to do this, to be a fan of me. I remember years ago, I'm not going to say the person's name, you cut a promo on a listener. Oh, and, no. and this dude got so mad. 
he worked himself into a shoot and your promo was a joke and he he was got it Phil mad. was it oh thog? no man no it wasn't phil it wasn't thog it wasn't. was it uh what was it the guy's name uh oh, crap uh you you wouldn't remember one of, those, one of those smoky mountain morons no no this no oh. not this 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 fool worked himself into a shoot and i was like bruh sent me an email and everything i was like i was like take a damn chill pill and that guy is what is wrong with the world but anyway well you don't have any it it also proves that real heels like me and others could still draw money in this world if we were just allowed to somehow (laughs) sure hey i'm just i'm just waiting for aew to take the shackles off of mjw or mf whatever mfj or whatever his name is that guy's a superstar heel Yes, He's a we're here prick. To... Let's talk some classic wrestling, though. Um, all right, yeah. special shout-out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. Also, I uh, got one new patron to shout-out this week, Andy Toth. Uh, Andy, thanks for becoming a Patreon member. I hope you enjoy all of those extra Patreon shows that are out there, over 200-plus for you to enjoy, including the world-class shows, ECW shows, and tons of other shenanigans that is not wrestling-related. There are tons of stuff not wrestling-related up on our Patreon page at tinyurl.com slash BTT. So thanks again, Andy, for signing up. All right, Doc, anything else before we get into this week's episode of Saturday Night on TBS? Let's speak on it, son. Let's speak on it. Again, July 30th, 1988. Uh, it is the summertime in Jim Crockett Promotions, but for us, it is uh, for us. We're in the getting to the winter time. But with that said, this show opens up. We kick things off from the arena where Doctor Death makes the save on for Sting on Sting, but the Varsity Club keeps pounding away at them. We then head directly to the studio with Tony, David, and Jr. to kick off the show. The guys inside the studio speculate about the concerns between the Midnight Express. And Arn and Tully, and we will see more of that as things develop today. Now, Doc, you haven't been here. Mm-mm. Your your initial thought. I mean, we've 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 been. I guess we're close. I guess we're technically two weeks into this with them kind of starting a feud. Uh, any initial thoughts since you weren't on the previous episodes the last couple of weeks, last two to three? What? Well, it's not a duckaholic spotlight, but I did see a lot of people putting over the bash review, and all I gotta say is you're welcome on that one, man. Garvin turning heel was crazy, and then think of the possibilities that go unrealized when you start thinking about Arn and Tully versus Eaton and Lane. And Arn recently said on his show, eh, it may have been one of the first ones or the second one, I think it was the one where he talked about why he left JCP. Arn did say if they could have let that feud go on longer and not just a short amount of time that they had it, he was like, we could have drew some major money and it would have been great. And I got to say, he's on Anderson and one thing he doesn't do is lie. And he was spot on with that assessment. Your thoughts? I still, I also think that Arn has a pretty good idea, even today, what can draw money in the wrestling business. Hell yeah. Let's talk some shit, create some personal issues and settle it in the ring. Hell yeah. Why not? In the words, <laughs> I got to find the soundtrack. In the words of Kevin Sullivan, it ain't that fucking hard, guys. All right, here we go. All right, so we go to the first match. It is the Rock and Roll Express. They defeat Agent Steel and Gary Phelps. Doc, anything? From Hold, that? 
Yeah, I got a couple of things here. First of all, I don't know if you're comfortable playing it on here, but when the rock and roll comes out, did you hear the music? Can you yes. play their music? Or uh, it won't, it, I don't want to get dinged on YouTube because these do go on YouTube. So uh, you want to tell the a... people what you're talking about? Well, I've heard it before, but it really brought it home to me. It's this dinky piano boogie woogie music that's not rock and roll at all. And my note here was just, man, this tells you everything you need to know about how the WWF views wrestling. Did you hear Harper on one of the shows talking about how they've butchered the Hogan and Andre match? He he no. feels like they've he was talking about how they've they've written their own version of it on the net. I haven't watched it on the network, to be honest, to know if they've really like clip spots out i don't know what he's talking about but he he was comparing it to i guess the original and he's like i've got that that match memorized and they clipped out all kind of stuff so i don't know i don't i'm gonna take him for his word i haven't studied it enough to look at it but i don't know i just it's funny you mentioned that after he said that i think last week well, do you think do you think everything in your history book in sixth grade happened the way it was written down hell no well there you go pal Happy Thanksgiving. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'm not going they here, were, but I'm just saying. They were all over. The, people want you to believe they were all in the kitchen together with the Indians making that fucking first turkey. Bruh, they were coughing in blankets left and right. They had an wow. assembly line. Here's wow. another blanket. Cough in this. Here's another blanket. Cough in this. Get, get, man. Cholera. <laughs> col- they, had, they had different assembly lines for different diseases. Smallpox. Cholera. Oh, come on, bro. Whooping cough, everything, just giving it to these. Here, here's, here's Squanto. Get this and and wrap up in it. Doc, it's just so dirty. All right. Any other thoughts on the rock and roll here winning their match? Um, this was an interesting match. Uh, at six twenty-five, uh, Morton actually shakes Teddy Long's hand. Six twenty-five, you said. Yeah. And you see it just locked up. As I was God mad. almighty, what a piece of see. He's shaking yeah. his hand. I actually thought something interesting here. I thought that the rock and roll kind of teased working heel here in this match. They were pretty uh, rough. I mean, I think he's going to be ready to do something right here. It's, I mean. A little bit, but. Look how he uh, grabbed him there. Well, he's mad. They want the titles. They're frustrated. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's so it's okay when the when the pink kids do it, but <laughs> if the job test did that, you'd be upset. I got you. I didn't say well, that. Any other thoughts? And, and it's it's just funny because they're the one team you can't turn heel. Well, Cornette, I'd say I was about to say Cornette was about to do that in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Right, but until, I, until Morton, <laughs> Morton's girlfriend or wife decided to get in a fight with Tracy Smut, we're, we're gonna talk about that on on the Smoky Mountain show at some point. But yeah, yeah. So, he, Corny was about Corny was about to turn him heel in Smoky Mountain before that happened. Yeah, but that's when they're starting to look older and stuff. Right here, they cannot be turned. I don't know, bro, because I could say to make the same argument for them and Smoky. Like I'd be like, there's no way they you could turn them heel in that territory. Smoky Mountain, the Rock and Roll Express, even though they had well, they never they never really got there, so you don't know. I agree. I agree. But I don't. I don't think you. I definitely don't. I, I just mean, thought I it was an interesting interesting match because they worked a little more aggressive, and I don't know with the with the Midnight's turn in 
did they think about maybe setting the rock and roll up for something? I don't know. I don't know. You know, we're, we're, we're never going to find out. That's the thing. Never going to find out. So it's fun to talk about, right? Agree. Uh, I don't have anything from their promo. It's standard issue. Ricky Morton, you know, he tells Tully and Arn in the midnight, they ain't scared of them. And that was pretty much it. Do you have anything? Right. Uh, no. They're going to be five-time world champions. Five times. Okay. Glad you can count. Dr. Death defeats David Isley. Anything from that match, Doc? This was kind of a long match for him, wasn't it? Jesus, Lord. Man, well, they were out my notes. Between you them and the rock notes. and roll, it's like 13 minutes in here. It's like, jeez. Bro, they, they, they went on forever. I mean, he, he went on forever with this guy. But well, I, I'm not I didn't telling have you to play it. it. I'm not telling you to play it. All I'm saying is that Dr. Death's promo was not bad. I My exact note was the same thing. He's pumping up a few, talking about Rotunda. And it's solid. It's especially solid from him. Right. Because I agree. It's it was one thing to watch him promo in UWF back in the day, but mm-hmm. I think what when he came here, there just were a lot of other sluggers hitting grand slams every week, so he was not his promos just were kinda eh. And then I I don't also think he was given good material as far as the stuff he was involved in, so it was kind of hard for him to promo like he did in UWF. But anyway, this was solid. I, I will give him credit. This was solid. Uh, any other thoughts? No, it was solid, just like the shit I took earlier today. That's nice. Ron Garvin and Barry Windham defeat Dale Laparouse and Tommy Angel. You got anything from that, Doc? <laughs> Yeah, I made a note here that at least Ronnie doesn't have to change his style to work heel. Bro, he can be the exact same person he was. <laughs> he come out and wrestles the same fucking match. Same shit. Same I'm going to sit here and put my nuts in your nose, and here we go. Yeah. It was it was an interesting visual to see him and Barry Windham teaming up, like what, a year later, but on the other side of the ring. It's something. Um, it's funny because, like you said, he's been a, I mean, he's been a baby face, but he worked like a heel the whole time. Right. Whole time. So, all right. Give me some cover. Of course, this thing freezes up on me. So, what else you got from it? Anything? Well, um, no. Where's that Western Heritage States title thing? He still got it. Who? Um, Zabisco. Where's he been? Actually, I think he's going to be back on TV shortly. Oh. A couple weeks, but that belt ain't went nowhere, man. That shit's still in existence, I believe, at this time. Oh, okay. Out of sight, out of mind, though, is what you're saying. Well, he's the last person to hold it. Yeah, exactly. He's he's going to hold it, and then I don't even remember when it fades away or how they do it, if they do it anything, but yeah. Okay. So we'll go then to a promo. We got Barry Wyndham and J.J. Dillon and Ron Garvin. And then we get a run-in from Gary Hart and Al Perez. Let's listen to this part now. Ladies and gentlemen, with us now, J.J. Dillon, Barry Wyndham, and Ron Garvin. As we witnessed in Baltimore, the teamwork of the co-holders of the United States heavyweight title. That's what they are. That's how they combine that to be just. Shot. No, it wasn't. It was I'm a, a true statement. I'm a surprise coming from even you to make a statement like that. Well, how With did Barry win it? Like that, we don't need you around here. <laughs> Can you imagine that? 
one of the few times he has a chance on this station to have the undisputed United States heavyweight champion standing out here and one of the few men in the history of all wrestling that can say, I walk the aisle holding the gold belt symbolic of the world heavyweight championship and he takes a cheap shot like that. You do the job oh so well, JJ. I think well, thank you. You know, I know you've got a lot of things on your mind, Mr. You know, I'm a little bit upset because Gary Hart, he would have been a beautiful picture if he'd have been out here with us. He's a few minutes late, but we got a few no, things to talk what. about in the meantime. The cheap shots that he keeps taking, like you said, he has no reason to be out here. Dusty Rhodes, right here, is all the proof that anybody needs. The undisputed heavyweight champion, right here. The United States Heavyweight Championship is going to stay in the Horseman camp for a long, long time. Sting can come out and challenge anybody that he wants to. But let me tell you what, Sting, the same thing holds true for you. You are not included in the plan. This championship will stay with the Horseman and with Ronnie Garvin and with James J. Dillon for as long as I want it to be here and for as long as James J. wants it to be here. Oh, what a pleasure this is. And the Latin heartthrob came with you. See, I just, I never, I didn't get a chance to tell these people, but if there's one man in all the professional wrestling that knows the American dream inside and out even better than I do, it's Gary Hart. You know why? Because I know his family. I knew where he grew up. I know how he was brought up. You see, you met him later. I knew him early in life. You know, there's a piece of tape that I'd like for the people to see because I think it gives them a real insight to exactly what we're talking about. And you have a personal interest. Let's roll this tape and Mr. Hart will have a few comments to make after we look at it. Wonderful being here. Dusty Rose. I'm going to pause it. Uh, I will, I'll play that in a second. You got anything from... That first portion of it, though, with uh, Barry, J.J., and Ronnie out there and Hart and Al Perez running in. Yeah, I thought J.J. was fantastic there when he came in and told David Crockett to get to stepping, man. He said, no, we ain't taking this. We don't have to take it, man. I got the undisputed U.S. title, a former NWA heavyweight champion. He's given a former NWA heavyweight champion the respect that you wouldn't do. Um, <laughs> I... Boy, I can't wait for Tommy Rich to come in to smoke him out. We ain't far off, man. Mm-mm. We're going to have some it's fun com- with that. It's coming up, pal. We're going to chop that up. But, yeah, I, I can't got- wait till he comes in, man. I'm going to get his ass. I might even get him on the show. Somebody say something about fire up. Somebody say something I- about white line fever. Oh. I, bet you, I bet you if I offered him an eight ball, he'd Come like, on. I'm, I'm right That's there, how- brother. That's not real classic. <laughs> I'm right there, brother. Is somebody say something about eight ball? Come on, bro. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I loaded it. I loaded it during that promo. Awesome. All right, go ahead. See, I told you, man, I got that's my Thanksgiving present to all y'all. All right, so Man, Barry is still Barry. He's so much better as a heel. He's a big motherfucker standing over there. And I still have not firmly wrapped my head around Garvin being a heel just because he's been on the other side of the aisle since we started this show. Yeah, and here's the other part to it. I don't and know if you well, were, uh, well, and here's the other thing. Remember him? When he was going for the title and he was swimming across the lake and running on the road and in the pickup truck, this is 
this is a a big departure for a guy like that. So it's just a big turn. And unfortunately, well, you just made the point I was going to make, which was not only was it a big turn, but not to spoil it, but don't get too used to it. Right. Because <laughs> I don't think he's got many more weeks, if my memory's correct, in the I promotion. Don't, well, I don't think he lasts another month. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I did some I did some looking last night about the upcoming uh schedule for, you know, bashes and clashes and starcades and stuff, and I think he's gone within a matter of just a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's he's on his so way. So here's out the, the door. so here's the thing. There's been a lot of people leaving. That must mean we're going to need a lot of people coming in. I sure hope that everybody that comes in is super awesome, right? Well, stay tuned. As disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie told me, sometimes wrestle crap is some good entertainment. That doesn't sound good. What do you mean? Is it is it okay? Is it, is everything going to be okay? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I know what you told me off the record. Well, I, hey man, I'll share everything with these people. So, what did I, I mean, say off the record? You, you, you sent me a message and said, "Bruh, I'm gonna have a lot of trouble when Arn leaves." <laughs> said it might be time to call in Lance. <laughs> might be time to go. Yeah. Oh, shut the show down. Which one was it? Uh, what or the other? I don't care. I mean, eventually, <laughs> if I'm gone, the show would shut down anyway. But uh, it's just how fast you want it to happen. Yeah, you might want to get Lance up in the old bullpen there. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Any other thoughts before I throw it to some footage of Dusty attacking Gary Hart, that uh, piece of footage that they threw it to after the promo? First of all, that's not true because 89 has some really cool stuff. So let's let's don't go overboard there because we're going to see some fantastic wrestling and some great angles in 89. And I just can't wait to be a part of it here in the major leagues of professional wrestling, the NWA. I also really liked... Gary Hart coming out saying, I know the man's family. That's just, I'm down, I'm dirty down deep in the man's whole scene. I'm glad you said that about 1989. I don't mean to disregard what you said after, but yeah, I'm, I'm joking people. We, we know there's some good stuff in 89. It was, uh, it man, was, we got, uh, we got, hyperbole. um, cause you end up with, you know, obviously Flair and Steamboat, but the funk stuff is great. Eddie Gilbert comes in. Your boy, the dog, comes in too. I think. Jesus, don't remind me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, nah, he's a, he's. A, I'll talk about it when we get there. But good God, he is a blimp Fat. in a shell of himself. It's really sad, is what it is at that point. But. That's a story for next year. For now, you ready to go uh, to this footage of Dusty attacking Gary Hart? Man, yeah. Let's see it. That's Here it is. Brutal. Dusty Rhodes hasn't been doing anything. He's lost his guts. Ever since Baltimore, when we proved to it that we could hit him, he has not showed his face anywhere. The guy is a gutless coward. I've told him Ronnie Garvin wants him. I told him what Garvin did once before. Garvin could do again. But the only thing Rhodes wants to do is stand and talk and talk. Because once you find out what it's like... 
that tape doesn't warrant any kind of a cheap shot. You make a crack to Mr. Hart, he'll not only take the mic, but slap you too. Let me say this. We together can handle any kind of situation. And just two let on one, right? two on one, we don't do our dirty deeds from behind. When Ronnie Garvin hit Dusty Rhodes in Baltimore, he went up man to man, eye to eye. Listen to these people hollering for Dusty. And if he had any guts, he would come out here and you, I know, would knock him out for the second time. There is not a man walking on the face of the earth as tough as Ronnie Garvin. With the super sock, even Michael Speaks ain't safe. Even that fool, that Mike Tyson, he ain't safe either. There ain't nobody safe walking around. When Ronnie Garvin hits him with a super sock, the man with the hands of stone from Dusty Rhodes, was that big farmer you knocked out the other night, 490-some pounds you put him out? Womey went down. Why would Mighty Wilbur? Used to be a friend. Still a friend, right? Sure. It's all for money. Anything for money. What's going to happen to Rhodes? It is not acceptable that Dusty Rhodes puts his hand on this man. He's a non-wrestler. Dusty Rhodes, you're nothing but a coward. Why don't you take up on somebody? Jump on these bones here. Don't jump on this man here. Get as your partner, get King Kong, get Dr. Death, get whoever you want, but jump on somebody that knows how to fight, not this man. We were nice to you. I put you out. I hurt your feeling. Next time, I'm going to hurt you physically. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard Ron Garvin, Gary Hart. I tell you what, Dusty Rhodes, you're going to hear from him, sure. Dusty Rhodes going to be sleeping in alleys if he don't watch out. We'll see about that. More to come right after this. Uh, that wasn't me that silenced Ronnie Garvin right there. That was uh, the uh, award-winning network. Doc, your thoughts on the footage they throw it to and the uh, promo afterwards. I really like Dusty because he just came out and said his piece and then threw, threw a bow on him. So I like that because it wasn't like too much jaw jacking. It was, let's get to it. Yeah, let's not have a 30-minute goddamn promo before we decide to throw throw fist. Right. Because, you know, that's what happens we're, in a real fight. We're going to start throwing fist at the point in the script where it says punch yeah and then and gary hart said you're gonna sleep in an alley pal <laughs> and then i don't care what his guys do but i like to do my dirty deeds from behind mm. 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 cut throat cut throat I like to, well, I was talking about i wasn't talking about cutting throat i was talking about shooting a rope on a throat okay i Grow up. Hey, you said earlier we were going to be blessed and be a blessing. Well, that's how I'm blessed is to shoot ropes. <laughs> that's nice, Doc. Real classy. What? Nothing. We keep going. Tony and JR, they throw us to a match with the Midnight Express from one of the arenas. And I don't have a notice who they're wrestling. But anyway, the Midnight win the match. And then we go back to a promo or we go to a promo from Cornette. Doc, any thoughts on this match before I uh, fast forward to the promo? God, no. All right. Give me a second. Let me get a queued up. Let's see. There we Good go. Bossy Bob Cottle, pal. All right, it fans right here, Jim. It had to happen. Natural progression. Yeah! The two best teams in the world going at each other for the championship. Come on, 
I sent you. I know it's already been signed. I just want to say I'm really looking forward to this, James. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Don't you think this has gone just a little bit too far? No, I, mean, I, I, really. think, I think it could go maybe just one step further just as soon as those belts are around the waist of the Midnight Express instead of Tully and Arn. Not that we want to break up any friendships, because once we beat you for the belts, we're such sportsmen, we'll still be friends with you. I promise you. Oh, JJ, let me cut you off here for a minute. Bobby Stan, we've traveled together, we've partied together, we've shared everything, and I mean everything together. Listen, be satisfied with what you got. Don't cut off your nose to spite your face. You don't need the world tag team titles. Hey, what do you mean we don't need them? Let me tell you something. It's about time we got some big paydays too around here. I think we want a title shot. What about that? That's right, you don't need them. One thing being a world champion takes intelligence. It takes good looks. It takes, you have to be articulate because of the media coverage that you get. And you take about, you can't even talk. Look at this guy right here. You can't even have a You put your finger back in my face, or on me, Speak I'm gonna make you eat it, you punk. You piece of garbage, you piece of trash. That's all you are. You piece of trash. Speak English. You piece of junk. Speak English. Where have we been, boy? You better watch yourself. And let me just tell you something, JJ. We beat everybody else except you. But it's hard to beat somebody when you ain't never had a match with them. You just remember that, friend. Well, well, well. Uh, that certainly escalated. Quickly. I don't know about that, man. That makes me uncomfortable. It's like when your parents fight. Man, that was intense. That was... Look. <clears throat> when Bobby Eaton starts talking, we've only heard from him maybe a handful of times. That means business. And he did okay. I mean, it was it was real. Tully starts poking him. He pokes him in his chest. And you see Bobby, he kind of hands the belt to Jimmy. Gives the belt to Cornette. Cornette holds it. Bobby's kind of, you know, restraining himself. And then after the fourth, fifth poke on the chest, Bobby's like, look, partner, you're going to stop poking on me. And he bows up to Tully. And Tully didn't want none. He didn't want none. That was intense, but Tully, man. Tully was telling him to speak English. That was funny. Yeah, that was. And Arn told him to be satisfied with what they had. Wow. Bruh. That was a great line. The the midnights are definitely coming off his baby face. I, I just wish that everybody would have broken kayfabe. And Stan Lane goes, I, we want some big paydays. And Arn goes, so do we. We're about to leave. <laughs> 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 no, I'm glad they didn't do that. That okay. was that was great and shocking and just awesome. I I thought that's that's big time sports, pal. Bruh. Good shit. That's what's not know the what's not like, man. Everybody out there is a is a world class participant. I I love it. Corny's like, I hope you got the contracts we sent. JJ's like, look, Jimmy, I think things have gone too far. And then Arn and Tully tell the midnight they don't want none. And Stan's like, look, man, we want some big paydays too. I just well done, bravo. Which leads us, if you have nothing else, to the next promo, 
with the nature boy, Ric Flair, who's joined by JJ and Arn and Tully. How about we go to that? Because this is phenomenal, too. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the rematch has been signed for the world's heavyweight title. Lex Luger will go up against Ric Flair for the heavyweight title. And let's make one thing very clear to the American public, especially to the people that follow big time athletics. Luger and Flair are re-signed, but they were done on my terms, and my terms only. Luger, you got the rematch, pal, but as I've said, to everybody that's got their mind together, this time, Lex Luger could be your last time. The bottom line is, all the money, all the notoriety, all the fame, the glory, and the glamour come the world champion's way one more time. And Luger, you've got to walk out here, you bronze Greek god, and you've got to convince the sporting public one more time that you're ready to walk the aisle. And let me say something to you on a lighter side because Luger, this is the way it stacks up for you. Last night, four o'clock in the morning, I walked into a hotel with the horsemen, 20 girls jumped up and said, ooh, the boys are back in town. Yeah. An hour later, one little girl jumped up and said, slow down, you're moving too fast, nature boy. And that's the way it's going to be, because we're going to LA, Milwaukee, Detroit, Las Vegas, Seattle, San Francisco, and all you women out there that are dying to taste the finer things of life, Take a look at it, because the world champion and the United States heavyweight champion and the mastermind that makes it all go around are going to roll that red carpet right across the United States of America. And if you got it, you get on, brother, because it's a ride of a lifetime. The Great American Bash, Luger. Ah. You know, David, I hope that Mr. Jim Cornette has taken a look and paid heeds to the world, the words of the world heavyweight champion. There's certain people that are in a certain class, and the division between them and the next class down is like a catechism that is awful, awful wide. And I've been very patient to the little smart remarks and the little snide comments from Jim Cornette, a man that I've respected the same as I've respected Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton. But don't push the issue, because Cornette, you come swinging that tennis racket around the horseman, if Tully Roran doesn't take it and stick it where the sun don't shine, I'm going to take it from the thin end and insert it down your throat till the only thing that's left is the wide end and they're going to look like a Watusi warrior. David Crockett, I've always been accused of being a big mouth. I've always been accused of being a bully. But Cornette, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've always regarded you as nothing more than a clown. 
You like to be funny on television. Your suits look like Stevie Wonder. Put them together for you. Bobby Eaton, we used to be close. And the reason I say used to be close is because I always took care of your body. I grabbed the little girl and I brought her to your table. And I said, Bobby, this was for you because you ain't got the sense to ask her yourself. Stan Lane, you've chased women so long, you've become one of them. You're like two of those bros last night at the Ramada Renaissance that were jousting back and forth to see who could get at the horseman. The bottom line is, we stand in a class by ourselves. The bottom line is, David Crockett, you do a lot of pretty things in the air, Bobby, but wars are won and lost on the ground, and on the ground where the best there is, and that's going to manifest itself, Cornette. You try to whack me in the back with that sissy tennis racket, you know where I'll shove it. That's going to work, boy. The bottom line is, whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Let's go to the ring. All right. You- <laughs> yeah. All right, Doc, your thoughts. Man, that few minutes is everything we like about wrestling. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I know because it's not Flair's best, but he's so great because he does the whole to Luger. This shit's on my terms. You may not get another chance. So that's that's the sport aspect of it. Of I'm the champ. I'm dictating terms. You better come see Luger get his last chance because you know you want better pay this time because you don't want to miss it. And then he tells Luger, "You got to walk that aisle, pal," which is always good. And do what you tell everybody you can do. Then he slips over, unsurprisingly, into rat banging territory, which is just 20 girls, 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, it might have been 3.30 and 16 girls, but I bet there's a lot of truth in that, huh? And you notice the girls when Rick's talking, man, they all have this look. Like, they're mesmerized, the girls in the crowd. That, you nailed it. They They look mesmerized and like they're in a trance. Like... They're staring with their mouths open in awe, in amazement. I I don't know how else to describe it other than to say they feel the presence of a major star, a champion, a sports star. It's there's there's no other way to put it. Right. And then... Arn steps up and calls Corny a clown. Jesus Christ, and, that was great. And just, and it's not like, he ain't mentioning a word of it. It's like, I've always thought of you as a clown. Come on, man. Then he basically says he has to go catch rats for Bobby. Then he he basically he said Stan's chased so many broads, he's become one. That was the line. Okay. So after and everything then, that he talked about, that was the one that got pro- me. Well, and then he kind of, pro- so after he cuts a, a line on each one of them, yeah, you can fly, but wars are one on the ground. <laughs> Bruh. Wars are won and lost on the ground. God that, damn. That, between Rick and Arn, that is everything that we hold true and dear about wrestling. And that few minutes was how it is done. 
four minutes and 40 seconds of gold from them right there. Not 15 minutes to start a show. Not a let wrestling gold was applied. Let, let, me, let, me, let me remind you, too. So we get on this soapbox of ours sometimes because it's what we do. I prefer, four to, minutes, call high, I prefer to call it a high horse. High horse. Four minutes and 40 seconds. And it was from three different guys, four if you include JJ. And they all got this shit in and didn't go on for 15 minutes and made their points and walked out. And then, oh, by the way, Arn and Tully right after that go defeat Trent Knight and J.C. Wilde and show why they're the best in the world. I know it's an enhancement talent match, but I'm just saying. Just doesn't get much better than that, bro. Doesn't get much better. I don't know what to say, Doc. I, I really don't. I don't know what Dude, else we can say about it. I can tell you, back in three years ago when it feels like I watched this, when he called Corny a clown, I came unglued. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. uh. that ain't anybody that's Arn, and he's got that you know he ain't telling no lies to him that's just no nonsense Perfect. and no bullshit speaking of no bullshit let's go now well do you have anything else before i keep going Nah, man that was pretty good I think I want to play this promo from Lex because I thought Lex was good here. What did you think? Well, am I starting to like Lex Luger? Yes, he's. Oh, look, we got to give him credit. Look, we haven't played his promos in a while, but he says something here that is true, and I got to give Lex, Lex credit. We call it down the middle. We don't. Oh, not, we always you know? call it down the middle, Brad. That's what we do here. Yeah. So let's go to Lex because Lex is good here. Let's 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 hear what Luger's got to say following up uh, from that promo from Flair. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, the rematch for the World Heavyweight title has been signed. Ric Flair, the World Heavyweight Champion, will defend against the total package, Lex Luger. Lex? You know, David, I see uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair out here. Uh, this sport was about chasing women. Nature Boy, you'd be the champ forever. But what this is about is wrestling and not chasing girls because you walk into the Romano Renaissance, they're not looking at you. They're looking at that bulge in the back of your pants and it's your wallet because you're not much to look at. Number two, Nature Boy, the match has been signed. We're getting down to business because this is what it's all about. Jimmy Crockett went out and did everything it took to get this match signed. You want to dump Perry on in the locker room. I'll drink from the water fountain, I said. He said, Nate wants four limos. I said, I'll take a cab. He wants a private jet. I said, I'll fly commercial. Nature boy, you got everything you want, including all the money. I would have wrestled you for free. I just wanted your butt in the ring with a title on the line and only one, David, one small minor stipulation, Nate, because we both wouldn't want something so very important to be stopped on account of a little blood this time, now would we, Nate? Now you said I gotta walk that aisle with any doubts in my mind. I have no doubts in my mind, Nature Boy, because in Baltimore, what happened was you faced the total package and you came out the loser. You were in the backbreaker. You had no way out. You know it, I know it, and they know it. So the bottom line is this, Nate. The match has been signed. You got everything you want. 
We'll be getting used to this. Get used to the word ex-champion, because you're looking at the next world heavyweight champion. Sleep on that. All right, the total package, Lex Luger. More ex that was good, Doc. I mean, I got to call it like I see it. He was good, though. It's a good thing he didn't go first, though. No, it was right. Because Flair had heard that and came out. He goes, uh, pal, it's not the bulge in the back of my pants. It's the bulge in the front that they're chasing me for. Well, he respond what I like is he responded to Rick. He said, look, Nature Boy, if this sport was about women, you'd never lose that title. Which, God, there's a lot of truth to that, right? And he did mess up the, that line that he said they're not looking at you. Not looking at you. They're looking at the bulge in the back of your pants, your wallet. I mean, that's yeah, kind of corny in a way, but... At the end of the day, you're right. If Rick would have came out, he'd have been like, no, they're looking at the bulge in the front, jackass. But I, I look, man, he he was good there. It wasn't and it didn't go on too long. It was the right amount of time. He takes his shirt off. He does his flex. The women all yell. Lex was on there. And it's followed by a sting promo in a few seconds. That's only 30 seconds long. And it's just I, I got nothing. But go ahead. What do you have from Lex? No, I thought he was decent, and while it may not be true when he says, I'll drink out of the water fountain and I'll take a cab, it's a it's it's good imagery to paint him as the baby face, because he can't be the everyman, because he's built like a fucking statue. Lex was good, man. He, re he really was right there. Anything else, Doc? He's all right. <laughs> okay. I think Sting. you're overrating that. Sting defeats Rick Allen, and then Sting... Cuts a 30-second promo, and my notes, I literally say, first off, I love Sting, but I got nothing. Why? Why do you love Sting? I can't explain it. Man called Sting, I just, I'm a Sting guy. Maybe it's because Sting is really a good dude, and maybe that's part of it, and maybe it's just because of how old I was when Sting became popular, and maybe it's because I... Saw the clash and Sting put that great show on against Flair. I like Sting. He can't cut a promo during this era, but I still like him. That's all I can say. That probably doesn't answer your question, but that's all I got. Your thoughts? Whatever. All right. So after Sting's promo, the Fantastics defeat Mike Jackson and Larry Stevens. Doc, anything from that? No. No? Okay. Now, I am going to play the Fantastics promo, though, because they say something in here that I find... That they're not that they're not supposed to say because it's what somebody else says? No, but it's something else. That's part of it, but it's something else. So, this is the final promo of this week's episode, but let me play okay, it. Okay, so hold on. During the match, did they say that Dusty is going to team with the Sheik? I don't have it in my notes. They may well could have, and I just didn't note it. That sounds interesting. But okay, go ahead, please. Sorry. You go ahead. No, no, no. That's fine. Let's go to Fantastics now. Listen to what they got to say as they close out this week's show. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton, the Fantastics. Guys, it's great to have you here. You know, I want to tell you one thing right now. The Rock and Roll Express are back in town along with the Fantastics. And I can think of no better four guys than to whip the four horsemen or the Midnight Express, the Sheepherders, or any four combinations in the world. One thing I'd like to say, Ricky and Robert, we're going to do a lot of partying to come, brother, because the Fantastics are here to stay and not to play, and you guys are here to stay in the NWA. We've got two great partners in Ricky and Robert. We get the similar styles, and guys, that's why we're not jealous a bit, because the fans, 
Thank you, Holly, of both teams. And there's enough of us to go around for all the great fans out there. All right, Tommy. That's right, David, you know, it's been a long, hot summer for the oh, Fantastics yeah. and the Great American Bass because we put a lot of shoulders down for that one, two, three. And Bobby and myself are fired up. We've been from coast to coast. We've met a lot of great people. And we've been looking forward to meeting a lot more. We'd like to say a special hello to our good friend, Dusty Hill, ZZ Top down in Houston. Bobby and myself are looking forward to the Rock and Roll Express to be looking at our backs because we're going to be looking for their backs. And we're going to tear up that ring. It's going to be like fire going across that ring. Rock and Roll Express, we're glad to have you aboard. The Fantastics are looking forward to it. And I know all these great people are looking forward to it. So stay tuned. In the very near future, you're going to see the Rock and Roll Express and the Fantastic get it on like you've never seen before. All right, what, hey, listen, what about, what about the World Tag Team title situation? I tell you, a lot of things are happening. People are turning on each other. You've now got the Four Horsemen and the Midnight Express challenging each other. The Midnight Express, they do have the United States belt. But guys, don't forget about the Fantastics, and I'm sure they're going to put on some great battles. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to see you next week on the very best in professional wrestling right here on the Super Superstage. Uh, he did pull out Ricky's line. Not here to play, here to stay. But, but did Bobby just say there's plenty enough fans to go around for both the Rock and Roll and the Fantastics, and that was kind of code for, look, guys, there's enough rats for us all. Uh, sloppy seconds, too. Gang bangs, trains. Come on, bro. You Come on, grow, what? Grow up. Really? I mean, come on. <laughs> You're the one that hangs out with the wrestlers. You're going to tell me I'm off there? Dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> Tommy Rogers was a rat banging dude, bro. That's nice. Pick him up from the airport. What are the rats like in this town we're going to tonight, brother? Yeah, he said we've been putting those shoulders down for the one, two, three, and spreading them <laughs> thighs for the one, two, three. It's nice, Doc. Okay. Uh, all right. So, any thoughts on the Fantastics here as they close out the show? They're a high energy. They're baby faces. They're trying to get the girls wet. It's all working for them. I wonder what they really thought about the rock and roll coming back, but we don't. We'll never know. So, meh. All right. So, all right. We need to rate this thing and hand out some Rolexes before we do so. It is the Thanksgiving episode, which means we are well into the holidays this year. So that means. Go on over to our Amazon link at tinyurl.com slash bttamazon and make sure you are using it for all of your purchases throughout the holidays as you buy gifts for yourself, your wife, your side pieces, whatever, your kids, whatever you have, whatever you're buying for. Even if you're having to shop for your secret Santa at work. Oh, God. I I I got an email about that yesterday. Good God. Help me. It's tinyurl. Well, do you know what that email got? Deleted. Delete. It's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. That's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. The thing about that, too, is not only you use it, but give that link to everyone you know that shops on Amazon and tell them to use it and put it into web into the web browser and bookmark it for them so they use it every single time, okay? tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Here's a tip. Maybe you should write it down on index cards. And hand them out at dinner, at your Thanksgiving dinner. Great idea. Or Matter maybe, fact, yeah, you swipe Aunt Helen's phone and show that old crusty bitch how to use the damn link. That's nice, Doc. Hey, man, we're, we need the money. 
That's nice. Not gonna lie, this thing is a shoestring operation, man. <laughs> right, is it? <laughs> <laughs> this shit is. I, I don't think people. I know we sound all professional and shit, even though we say we're unprofessional, and we're out here f- spiking a football every week because we're that real that good at this thing. But I don't think people really understand how slipshod and and just near extinction this thing is at any moment. It's it's perilous. <laughs> it's perilous over here. I had to talk. I think you know Mike had been out a few days for some things. He came back to work this morning. I, I'm pretty sure I had to talk him in off of a ledge from jumping down and doing the Von Eric thing. I'm telling you, every dollar counts. I'm gonna break KFA for a second. And we're not asking. And we're not asking you to buy a mattress or food services or or bark boxes. All we're asking you to do is to give us just enough money so that we don't chew on the barrel of a gun. <laughs> I'm going to break kayfabe for a second as you use that link and write it down. Tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Again, give that link to everyone you know, especially at your holiday meal, your Thanksgiving meal that you're about to go on. Um, I had to go to a funeral. And then on top of that, a day later, uh, my wife's cousin died very tragically uh, in his 30s. And that's all I want to say. So when Doc says he literally had to lift me up, uh, I had to put him into my prayers, thoughts and prayers today. I said, look, man, I know life has got you down, but tonight we're just going to forget about it for an hour or so. We're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to chop it up, and we're going to give these pathetic sa- – I mean, not that uh, – patrons all this joy for Thanksgiving. And he said, all right, man, I think I think I can make it another day. So when you think about this show – and the commitment we have to it to making sure it's always out on time, every single time, never late. Use that link, the Amazon referral link, and become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Great way to support this show. Tell your wives, girlfriends, whatever you have, your mother, your father, Boy, if you're still hey, living at home. I don't care. Your boyfriend. Whatever. I don't give a shit. You do you, playboy. I don't care. I don't care if you want to get the whole dick in your mouth. It doesn't bother me. That's nice, Doc. I got I got a new way to live, man. This is something that it's a little That's early. It kind of is. Uh, thoughts and prayers, dog, is the one that kills me. But um, if you want to get your yourself squared away for 2020, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier about everybody working themselves into a shoot. Here's the two questions that you need to ask yourself before you start getting hot about something. And if you if the so here's the thing. Does this that's happening cost me any money? Then you need to ask, does this that's happening make me have to go do something I don't want to do? Go somewhere I don't want to go. And if the answer to both those questions is no, then what the fuck are you so hot about? All right, Doc. How does that... To lay into the tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT that I was about to give out. Well, I'm I don't know. Okay. Well, I just get... I thought it was important to give out some life lessons so that everybody stays calm. I agree, partially. Let's go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT though and tell your girlfriend, your wife, your hoe, your side piece, whatever, your mother, your father, your cousin, your aunts oh, and uncles, I, whoever I, I loves I know, you. I know. I know it was because 
I said if you if you wanted a boyfriend, and I ain't upset about if anybody has a boyfriend out there except for my wife. If you if you're out there and you you're a guy and you need a boyfriend, that's fine. It don't cost me money. It ain't making me have to do anything. Eat a dick. I don't care. You really know how to mess up what I'm trying to do here, don't you? I I actually live for it because it bothers you, and it you you have a hard time. You like to no sell everything, but when you have an actual, I can know how I know how to get an actual reaction from you. Let's go to tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Tell them that's what you want for Christmas, and have them give it to you. <laughs> give it to you. Look, it, literally a Patreon membership for one year at the five dollar tier to get everything we have up on our Patreon side costs sixty bucks a year. Tell your wife, your girlfriend, your hoe, your side piece, that's what you want, and make sure they give it to you for Christmas. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right, Doc. Rolexes well, and how much, ratings. how much these people's trifling hoes are worth is about 60 bucks a year. If you just sell your hoe to somebody else, then you can buy your own Patreon membership. That was the lamest joke I've ever heard. But anyway, what about your uh, rating? What are you going to rate this thing? I don't want to know. You're starting to hurt my feelings. Okay. We just done? We're just going to walk away now? No, what are you going to rate it? Well, how long was this episode? Oh, 59 minutes and 31 seconds. Wrestling. A plus, based yes, on that. that that's <laughs> wrestling the way it used to be and wrestling the way I like it. Um, hmm. Man, there's some good stuff that happened here. The it was a It was a pretty slow start to the episode there with those first two matches, and you can't overlook that. I'm gonna say A minus. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one an A. There was, I mean, there was some stuff in here that wasn't all that, but I gotta definitely give this one an A. This was uh, definitely an A-rated show. Okay, so Rolex, I'm going first. Orange, get my Rolex. Who's giving yours? Who's getting yours? Man, that's Arn Anderson. Amen. He called a motherfucker a clown, a broad, <laughs> and said you can't even talk to broads, so I go get your broads for you. And that's yeah. not even all of what he said because he talked about the where wars are won, and then he told them earlier in the episode to be happy with what they had. Bro, he, he was he took the Midnight Express pants down and spanked their bare bottom in this episode. He sure did. So, all right, Doc. Anything else before we we play the the annual how to give how to get through your holiday meal blessing. Is actually just the want, title of it. I just want to ask you that when we started this podcast, did you ever think we'd be in business long enough to have traditions? Uh, probably not. But this is the. Let's see, that would have been 2015. So this is technically the fifth time we've had a Thanksgiving show. Jesus Christ, what are we doing with our Four lives? and a half years in, in this fifth Thanksgiving show, so. And let me point out, some shows take off for Thanksgiving and Christmas. This show never has. I'm just, just putting that out there. Hey, man, but, I guarantee you there's going to be a certain podcaster out there throwing out some best ofs pretty soon next week, probably, so just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm. All right, so let's go to the let's go to the holiday meal blessing and how to do that properly, BTT style. Doc, here it is. The other thing here is this: you know, you know, you ever heard? I mean, not you. You're going to be eating spaghettios, but you ever heard of those families that have those traditions 
where they'll like sit at the table and go around and everybody's got to say what they're thankful for. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God. Mostly, mostly white people do this kind of stuff. So you might not know well, about it. My dad's side of the family used to do that shit. <laughs> well, it, it's like we go around for like five million years. Like, God, dude, can we, can, so, can we, so, can we get to, can we cut this fucking bird? Because so you always the, got some long-winded motherfucker who wants to talk for 20 minutes well, and tell his whole goddamn life story. Now, that's where I'm going here. So this year, if your family starts this horseshit thing, <laughs> Damn. Roundabout, I want you, faithful army member, to stand up, sit down, whatever it is you do, and tell your family how thankful you are for the Book in the Territory podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I can't promise you a shirt because I don't have access to them. But if you have some sort of video evidence of you doing this and shocked and, <laughs> and dis disappointed faces on your family members so this isn't a work, and you send it to Mike, he's going to do something for you. I don't know. We'll shout it out on the air. We'll put it up <laughs> on the YouTube page. I don't know. But I want video evidence of you just ruining your family's Thanksgiving by getting us over. That's what I want. And, and here's the thing. It's easy. I'm gonna get I'm gonna tell you how to do it. It's a filibuster. Basically, you're hijacking this bullshit activity. So somebody's gonna walk around and thinks that they got sober this year, or that they found the Lord this year, or that New Year knew me worked and they lost three point three pounds this year. You stand up and you say, Man, I'm thankful that every Sunday night and every Thursday night, Book in the Territory comes out. Man, those guys are awesome. There's this ex-professional wrestler, Mike, and this guy named Harper, and the real star of the show is Doc, and he does all this, and you just keep going on and on about the show and see how long you can go before you get kicked off the stage. <laughs> That's what you need to do. And, and, and see, you get us over, you videotape it, you get you know internet famous, and you teach those sorry-ass family members of yours never to do this stupid shit again. <laughs> Where? Where, where did you just come up with this on the fly, or did you have this as a note written down? <laughs> I, I, I just, it, I, it just popped into my head. You know, I always have random thoughts. Like I'll send you a text or an instant message, and you're like, "What the hell are you thinking?" <laughs> These things right. just pop up in my head, and, and I was disappointed this week because I didn't have any docaholic spotlights. I need something to, to from the docaholics out there to uh, make me giggle, and this would do it, bro. To you. You know what's funny is, and we're getting ready to get out of here, but and, uh, who knows, there may be a world-class championship wrestling patron preview at the end of this if we can get to it tonight, but the funny part about that would be so awesome is that if at the end of the person giving the speech about how great Book in the Territory is, Book they, they, they said they yeah. said two things, and I hate to do this again, but they said, I'm just here to be blessed and be a blessing and then they said book it bitch <laughs> i just sit down like you didn't do anything out there right. ordinary fold, right. your, fold your hands together and just look at the next person around the right. <laughs> look, look like there's nothing out of the ordinary it just was like a normal day normal thanksgiving nothing else happened just kind of do then, that do that kind of like self-assured knowing nod to the aunt, aunt janet who's next and like it's your turn right 
right? And then just keep it moving. And, <laughs> and then maybe hit him with. <laughs> yeah, I say. Baby's got a pot roast on. <laughs> you know, like, time to eat, motherfuckers. But uh, thank you, because uh, I was blessed in being a blessing. Well, I was just thinking, you know, if you're like your little Uncle Jimmy is next, you could be like, all right, little feller, it's your turn. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What you, what you ought to do if you want to, like, really spice this is another alternative idea. Is just speaking kind of the wrestling things that we talk about. Talk it drops to all your family. Call everybody a little feller. And, uh, you know, just every time anybody says, that's real classy, Aunt Janet. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> that would be awesome. Just start a conversation. <laughs> Start a conversation about the merits of the Golden Girls and pop pop tarts and (laughs) be so great. How you're thinking? Tell tell like especially for college age. Tell them like you're thinking about relocating to the Smoky Mountain area. Just see what happens. I can see somebody like like somebody's uncle or aunt who's like old and is like, oh man, you ever tried such and such? Boy, that's that's hard to do. And like the guys at the table, one of our listeners just goes, "It ain't that fucking hard, guys." <laughs> and here's the thing: these 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 holidays are painful, man. You got to get through them however you can. So, you know, I'm going to be watching the Cowboy game, which might end up making it more painful. I'm probably going to be drinking as much as I possibly can. It, it, you got to you got to combine some shit. So drink a lot. <laughs> if you got somewhat long hair, you could fluff it a lot like Dr. Tom all day. <laughs> Just got to try to pop yourself and get through this day. Well, there it is, Doc. A tradition like no other. The you know what, through you know, your holiday meal blessing. You know what I noticed? What's that? You used to be a lot happier person than you are today. <laughs> Look at you laughing and having fun and giggling and... Now you're just like, I don't have time for fun. Brr. Man, that, that was that was not planned. That was a great curveball at the end of that episode three years ago or whenever it first was cut. I can't remember if it was 2016 or 15. It had to be 2016 because we mentioned Dr. Tom in there, and I think that's when we, had, when we first started Smoky Mountain. So it was a, it was a few months into Smoky Mountain, I believe. Dude, God, Doc- we're almost done. We're almost done with that. Yeah, and that's when Doctor Tom was always fluffing his hair, and we were popping on it, and but that 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 was that was fun, man. It, you know, so take that advice that Doc gave. Make sure when Aunt Janice tells you something at the table, you tell her that's real classy, Aunt Janice, and make sure when your uncle's telling you something that he claims is hard, you tell him it ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. Here's something else you could do, and this is next level right here. This is some hard body Harper activity right here. Get your family going. And if you got the side the family that's on both sides of the political aisle, oh Jesus, start a fight. <laughs> that's some, and then walk out of the room and go watch football. That's what no. Harper. Would you got to record it. You got to record. Well, the, you got to record the the starting of the fight. But wouldn't that be something Harper would do? Yes, because he 
He doesn't do it on his show because he knows we're politics free, but he does it on Facebook, like with with friends that are on opposite sides of the political aisle. He throws a brick and then will say one or two things and then he runs. And then so so he'll go to like his conservative uncle and be like, why does Aunt Sandy over here think that all these motherfuckers deserve shit for free? Fucking liberals. And then he'll go over to Aunt Sandy and go, why does Uncle Rick hate black people? And then start setting it up. Yeah, he throws the brick, he plants the seed, and then the the war begins. And then he leaves. And every now and then he'll come back on Facebook and read the post just to get a laugh. But his whole point was not to really argue either side. It just was to throw the the brick to get people excited. Once again, he's a worker, bro. If it's right, but if it's not costing you money and it's not making you do something, why are you so upset? On that note, I hope everybody has a classy Thanksgiving. Um, keep your pants on unless you don't. And uh, go Cowboys, right? Mm. Yeah. We Cowboys. have a game Thanksgiving, too. I don't give a shit. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, Harper's not here, Doc. Uh, before we get out of here, I do need to mention a couple of things. Check out the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. They talk classic and current stuff. Check them out. Just search Wrestling Podcast About Nothing or the WPAN, wherever you get your podcast from. They support us. Please support them. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And don't forget... Just to, if you're a patron, to check out all of our Patreon content that is up right now. And if you're not a patron, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Become one and give yourself the gift of BTT this holiday season. Doc, I don't have anything else. Hopper's not here, so do us all a favor. Oh, wait! December 25th, Wildcat Sports in New Orleans. They're doing another show. It's the second straight Christmas episode. I just remember episode show. So I wanted to mention that MVP will be there. I believe it's 7 p.m. I can't remember the name of the gym, but stay tuned. And if you want information, go to wildcatsports.com or just search Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook to check out the show poster. They haven't announced matches yet, but I did see that MVP will be there on Christmas night for Wildcat Sports. So there you have it. Wildcatsports.com for more information. Another holiday tradition on December 25th. They did a great job last year at their Christmas show, Packed House, and they're going to do it again. What else is there to do after spending all day with your family and friends uh, on a on a holiday? So go to the show. Check it out. Doc, that's all I got. Hit the tagline. Get us out of here. Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately, when you are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you. Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episodes. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Harper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. Don Dippinett, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at Half Points Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid! You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too, longtime supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure you all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Live cast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeFries, SV Padgham, Bill Sousa, Big Rich at Spyboy Sportscap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Colmany22, Marty Howell, T Hog94, Godbold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when he get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>